Yeah, okay, so are we all tracking with that? Very good. That's beautiful. Are, are we all kind of caught up that that's what's going on? That's what they're... Uh, this is, there's a man who has been by this pool. So this is, there are these, these waters that were believed to have been healing waters. And so every day, those who were lame or crippled or sick or they'd come and and they'd be by this pool and they'd all try to rush and get in believing that the waters are what would heal them and so it says here in in chapter five that there's a man who's been there (laughs) not able to walk for like 38 years i think is what what a lot of scholars uh estimate like, not like, oh, he hadn't been able to walk for a few weeks. He hadn't been able to walk for a few months. He hadn't even been able to walk for, for years, for decades. And here he is, to Lauren's point, <laughs> walking. And the religious leaders go, I, 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 you know, it's the Sabbath, right? Oh, man, if we're not careful, we just get so wrapped up in the way we think things ought to look. And we miss the beauty of it. What are you doing dancing around? You know, we don't really do that. We don't really dance at this church. What are you doing shouting? What are you doing clapping? Don't you know that? Well, listen, when you've really been healed, (laughs) the rules don't matter as much. (laughs) And this is what Jesus models for us. He cares far more about people than he does the rules. And let me be clear. Jesus cares far more about people than he does your rules. He's not disregarding the Father's rules. He said, listen, I don't do anything apart from him. But I care way more about you than I do your rules. That's good news. So look, here, here's what I want us to know before we, before we jump any more into to John 5. This book, not just John, the Bible, is about a person. This book is about a person. Tonight you are here. We are gathered in the name of a person. It isn't just a character. It isn't just a, a set of rules to live by. This is about a person. His name is Jesus. You can really know him, and it can really change your life. Okay? We good there? All right, so we're going to jump. There are a couple things that are said here in John 5 that are some of my favorite things that Jesus says in all of Scripture. One of them y'all have already touched on several times, and it's right here at the beginning, okay? There is a man who's sitting here by the water, and Jesus sees him. And let's let's read it starting, and uh, let's go ahead and start in verse... Let's go. Let's just start at the beginning. Verse 1 says, Afterward, Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish holidays. And inside the city near the Sheep Gate was the pool of Bethesda, 
with five covered porches. Crowds of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, lay on the porches. One of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years. And when Jesus saw him and he knew he had been ill for a long time, he asked him, would you like to get well? Listen, this is a question that I want to ask you tonight. Do you want to be well? Would you like to be healed? Does anybody want to be free? Now I want you to answer. Do you want to be well? Would you like to be healed? Does anybody want to be free? Verse 7, he says, I can't, sir. (laughs) He says, I don't. Thank you. He says, I can't because I don't have anyone to put me in the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone always gets there ahead of me. And so Jesus told him, stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. And the man was healed. Hey, can we get, are they up there in that corner? Let's get some of that joy down here. Ask them if they want to come join us. It sounds like God's doing a cool thing. I'd love for them to, we, we, we want them in here. Yeah, so it says, <laughs> do you want to be well? And he goes, no, I mean, I can. I don't have anybody to, I don't have anybody to put me in the water. And Jesus says, yeah, you think that healing's in the water. But I am the fountain of living water. You remember what he says to the woman at the well, the chapter before? He says, you know, if you knew who I was, you'd ask, you'd ask me for a drink. And I'd give you living water. So here he is again in the very next chapter. And this guy goes, yeah, I mean, I want to be healed, but I I can't get to the water. And he goes, yeah, if you knew who I was, you'd know that I am. I am the healing water. I am the one. And then he just speaks right to him and says, you're healed. You can get up now. And so I think one of the things for me that... uh, for years that I struggled with was I just thought it was about being next to a good thing or being in the room with the right people or um, being able to like give a good answer for a good question. And I went, why am I still dealing with the same junk that I've been dealing with for years now? And I did. I dealt with the same junk for years. And I was in church. I was reading my Bible. I was like a professional Christian. I was like going to school to learn how to give really good answers to really good questions. 
but there was no interaction with God. There was a person for me to actually know and not just know about. You know, one of the things that you'll hear me say a lot, and it is because it has uh, just completely changed my life, is hallelujah, I can really know you. We'll pray this. Hallelujah, God, I can really know you. Not just know about you, I can really know you. It's a big thing for me because it, that is what changed everything. This is what Jesus is trying to demonstrate. It's, it's me. I am the one, he says. I am the fountain of living water. If you drink from me, from me, as you are connected and abiding in me, you will be free. He says it like this later on in verse 39. Let's go there. Let's just go there right now. We were going to wait, but we need to go there right now. Verse 39, he says this. He's gotten in a, a little bit of trouble because he healed a man on the wrong day. They're going, yeah, you really should have done that on Friday. You know, you're not <laughs> so. It, it's so funny to me. It's so funny what religion will have it. How religion will have us act. And so Jesus speaks very plainly. So one of the my one of my favorite questions that Jesus asks in Scripture is what we see at the beginning of five when he says, "Do you want to be well?" Do you really want to be well? The language actually there, um, it, it, it's, it's a, uh, or, or are you convinced that this is just the way that it is? Do you really want to be well? And so I'll ask you that tonight. Do you really want to be well or are you just convinced that this is your lot in life? That this is just what you're going to have to struggle with? I love that. And then I love this. Verse 39. Jesus says, you know, you're busy analyzing the scriptures, pouring over them, hoping to gain eternal life. And everything that you read points to me. But you refuse to come to me so that I can give you life that you're looking for, eternal life. He says, you search the scriptures because you think that they give you eternal life, but the scriptures point to me, and yet you refuse to come to me and receive this life. Listen, I'll tell you this. It doesn't matter how many Sundays in a row you come to young adults. It doesn't matter how pretty the melody sounds coming out of your mouth doesn't matter how loud it is. It doesn't matter how much you know. If you don't come to him, if you won't come to Jesus himself, you'll miss it. He himself is your peace. He himself is resurrection in life. He himself is hope. And I really do hear this with so much with so much compassion. I'm like I read it from we read scripture sometimes through our lens and I'm like, yeah, God, weren't you so annoyed with them? 
you did such a cool thing and they're trying to, but I really, and, and then I'm like, oh, that's me. That's like the, I, that's how, how I would feel. And I really do like, is I'm like, well, no, what was Jesus like? And I'm like, man, I really do sense compassion. So I want to read this again. And I just want you to hear this with so much compassion. You're busy analyzing the scriptures, pouring over them, hoping to gain eternal life. And everything that you read points to me. But you still refuse to come to me so that I can give you the life that you're looking for, eternal life. Remember what he says to Martha when Mary's at his feet? This is later on. This is a few chapters later. But, but Mary finds herself at Jesus' feet, and Martha's like, oh, hey, I'm, look, 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 look. I'm doing all this stuff, trying to, like, be a good person, and she's just at your feet. Tell her to get up and help me. And he goes, Martha, you're so anxious. You're so busy. Mary's actually figured it out. I just wonder if he's like, this is what I was trying to tell those guys a few chapters back. <laughs> she's come to me, and she's found rest. He says, come to a right understanding of Scripture. And, no. Come to the right class at the right, no. Come to, what does he say? What does Scripture say? He says, come to me, all who are weary. All who labor and are heavy laden, if you'll come to me, I will give you rest. Yes, yeah, so I just want to speak to you, tired, weary, anxious young adult in the room tonight. Beaten down by the busyness of your schedule or maybe the opinions of the people around you. You can go to Jesus, and he will give you rest. You yourself can go to Jesus himself, and you can rest. And I mean actually rest, like, like really breathe deep. Let's do something real quick. I just want you to ask. Just ask this question. Um, Holy Spirit, what keeps me from going to God? What keeps me from going straight to God himself? Like what, what, what keeps me from going to the source? Just ask that question real quick. Yeah, we can spend our whole life right next to the right thing and not be healed. And I just don't want that for you.
as your pastor, you're in this room right now. I want you to know you could spend a lot of time next to a, the right thing, not even just a good thing. You could spend a lot of time next to the right thing and not be healed. I think a lot of uh, times, too, like the, the, the reason that we can miss it um, a lot will like the, the thing that we ask for is God will you change this around me is what we think needs to be healed maybe that's what I'm saying this, we, we think what needs to be healed is uh, this around me God if you can just change this here and this here and this here and he goes no I, I actually would just like to to heal you. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, no, actually, I'd rather you just change what's around me instead of what's within me. So let's ask this question. Holy Spirit, would you help me lift my eyes off of what's around me and help me to look within. What within me needs to be healed? What within me needs to be healed? We've talked about this. Remember, this is what revival is. Let it begin in me. Let it start right here. Yeah, so we just say, God Almighty, we want to know you for ourselves, not just know about you. Yeah, I just really do sense, so if this is you, like you're, you're, you've been like uh, just on this like wheel, like this, uh, I'm just like, so right now just getting this picture of like a, a hamster wheel. You're just like grinding and you're like, I don't know why things aren't changing for me. I just want to invite you tonight, I want to invite you right now to come to Jesus and he will give you rest. You can breathe a prayer right now and I want to encourage you to, if I'm, if I'm speaking to you tonight, I want to encourage you to just breathe a prayer right where you're at. God, I want to know you and really know you. Okay, now before we close up here, I want to speak uh, directly to those of us who know Christ. Listen, in his, I mean perfection, he has chosen to put his spirit in you. I met with uh, a friend of mine 
uh, this last week, and he's he's a local pastor and he's a very prophetic man. I mean, he goes, uh, he's from New York. He's got this really cool accent too. And he said, you know, Chris, there is a change that's coming. He was speaking really directly to like, uh, with like in regard to worship and worship leaders. He goes, you know, there's this change, this shift that's happening. And he goes, and it's like a tsunami. It's a big change that's happening. And he believes it's this, that, that believers, and he was talking about for worship leaders. I really do think that it is just for the believer, period. It's this, it's this revelation of the Spirit of God in me. He goes, you know, for a long time what we have done, and we, we even sing songs about it, songs that I like, by the way, a lot. I think I'm still going to sing. But it, but it affects, our, affects our vision directionally. We'd say, Holy Spirit, would you come down? Come down. And when we pray for people, we think, yeah, Holy Spirit. And we're like going, yeah, right. If you could just, there's the cloud. Yeah, drop down, drop down on him right there. He says to me, he goes, he goes, Chris, the Holy Spirit's not in the sky. He goes, Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. The Holy Spirit's in you. He gets really excited. He said, and I went, oh, yeah. He goes, so it's not Holy Spirit come down. He goes, but you, the believer, you are, whoom, it's emanating from you, the believer. Holy Spirit of God is emanating from you. He said, so this is what, this is the question that I want to ask. And it's so funny. He goes, this was this past week. He said, so I was teaching in John 4. And I went, so were we. Literally, literally the same, same night. It was really cool. And he goes, what does Jesus say to the woman at the well? He says, you know, if you knew who I was, you'd ask me for a drink. And I'd give you living water. He goes, so Chris, I asked my people this. Are you willing to say the same thing? Can you say the same thing? Would you say to the world around you, I, I can give you a drink? You know, I'm like, okay, well, Alan, you can't really say that because it can become really like, you know, about you and less about, and he goes, okay, I'll, I'll say it another way. He goes, Chris, let's say that I needed money, and I mean like a lot of money. Let's say I needed $20,000. And I came to you and I said, Chris, can I have $20,000? You would say to me, no, you don't have that. And I was like, okay, well, first of all, you don't really know my finances like that. But you're right, but you don't need to say that. Uh, he goes, you would say to me, no, I can't give you that. He goes, but you know what you would say to me after? You'd say, however, there is a man who lives in my house who has way more money than that. And he's told me that not only do I have access to it, but I can give it freely to whoever I want. Listen, there is a man in your house that you have access to that not only has everything you need, but he said, you have the authority to give it to others as well. 
And I'll just confess, this is something that I am still learning to wrap both of my arms around. That's called embracing. This is still something that I am learning to embrace. But I, he said it, and I went, oh, wow. What does Peter say in Scripture? He goes, look, I don't got any silver or gold, but what I do have, I give to you freely. Be healed. Yeah, and so one of the things that I just think maybe it is why we, why we don't walk in that identity and operate in power, I think it may have to do with our belief of that. That he really does love you that much. That he really would invite you in and give you that kind of access. Anybody ever feel weird when somebody tries to give you something? Anybody, somebody tries to like give you like a really good gift and you're like, ooh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I don't think that's for me. No, I can't, I can't take that. Listen, I get it. It is humbling. But we cannot discredit Rather, we cannot invalidate the gift and discredit the giver. He has said, I have something for you. And when we don't walk in right identity, we are invalidating the gift and discrediting the giver. Who are you to give me that? Who are you to say that I have access? God Almighty, that's who. He's God Almighty. This is, and keep in mind, this is, this is what Isaiah experienced. Remember Isaiah 6? He's like, whoa, whoa, no, 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 no. I'm dirty. I messed up. Not just me. He, he's like seen, he's seen God and, rightly. And his first impression is like how we kind of feel sometimes when we're like, no, 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 no. I don't deserve a gift like that. That's, I know how much that's worth. <laughs> yeah, you can't give me that. And then an angel flies to him, takes away his guilt and his shame Isaiah receives that, and then when God says, now who will go for me, Isaiah's hand shoots up. So here's what we're going to do just right where you're at. If you would, just put your hands out, and we just pray right now. Holy Spirit of God, this is, would you just come? Would you reveal afresh to us tonight who you say we are as sons and as daughters? What does that really mean? For some of us, you just need to confess, I don't really believe that. I don't, I don't really believe that I'm a son or I'm a daughter. And so then, God, would you, would you deal with me in that place? Yeah, we just confess. We need to know you, not just things about you. Yeah, so that we might respond the way that we see Isaiah respond in humility, but courageously. With such an appetite. That is how we want to respond in humility, but courageously and with like such an appetite. Like, yeah, yeah, I got to go. I want to go. I want to go. Send me. 
but we have to first understand who you are, how you see us, what you're inviting us into. We don't want to be right next to the right thing and not be well. We want to come to you ourselves, sit up against you, lay back against you and breathe. We want to actually feel your heartbeat to drink deeply and experience life. Yeah, we thank you for this invitation. We thank you for who you are. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Yeah, listen, okay, just to be clear, it, it, it is in Jesus' name, okay? The, the access that we have and what we're giving, that, that is in Jesus' name, but it's coming from your mouth. You do have a part in this. And that's the way that he is... Yeah, like sovereignly, how he has set things in motion. This plan to redeem mankind, this is how God has said he wants it to go, that you and I would play a part. And that's just awesome. Yes, it's humbling, but it is awesome, and it's a lot of fun. So this week, this is what I want you to do, okay? I want you to look around. What, uh, a couple weeks ago, one of the things we did was we started to identify in our mind who are the people around us that I can bring to Jesus. You know, he said something when I was with Alan, he goes, you know, that's us. We're at the well. We are the woman at the well. But then when we meet Jesus, we see him rightly. We then become the man at the well for the women around us. So who are the people around you that are thirsty, that need a drink? And you, by the way, have something to give and you need to offer. Yeah, so I want, I want to challenge you then this week to actually go. So two weeks ago, what we did was identify who are they. This week, I want you to like, maybe tonight it's a text. I do this all the time. Somebody puts someone on my heart, I just go ahead and just reach out and just say, hey, what are you doing this week? Want to grab coffee? What are you doing Tuesday at 12? Want to do lunch? So I want to challenge you tonight. If you think of someone, reach out. Set up plans, and let's just see what God does. Cool?